welcome. This is Talking Joy, creating joy, inner peace, and authentic connections. My name is Pam Rotelli-Robertson, and I am founder of lifestyle brand Talking Joy. As a certified spiritual director, I have been leading groups with the power of words, the strength of positivity, and the gift of joy. During our time together, our focus will be on simple spiritual practices that can be applied to your everyday life with the wisdom and support of others. Talking Joy talks to help you realize your value. I am so glad you're here. Simple, joyful, fun. Let's get talking. It's back into a new t- routine where it has felt normal. Um, but uh, yeah, these are strange times. And, you know, Blair, I think you're doing all the right things. I mean, what, what else can you do? And you know, the, the thing that I find interesting, a couple things you guys were saying was that um, Katie was saying how grateful she is to the teachers and you know, thank goodness that they're showing up and, and doing this great job. And my mind was worried about, um, are you guys really worried about little kids getting sick and why are all of a sudden all these kids testing positive? And it must be from the parents because the kids aren't showing any symptoms. Is that correct? Like a three-year-old's not showing, typically not showing. I don't, that's the thing with schools. I, I, they haven't told us. I don't think that's necessarily the case. I have a friend whose whole family was sick back in March, and she said that her children had very extreme GI symptoms for, okay. for less than a week, but still, she said it was horrible. Yeah. Yeah, I think it depends on the person. Honestly, I think they can show no symptoms or they can have symptoms. It can go either way, and that's what's so tricky about this whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, hopefully we just go virtual for like two weeks at a time. I do feel like yeah. the summit schools are definitely giving us the impression that they're doing everything in their power to yeah. keep the kids in school. So from a parent perspective, from my perspective, um, things are going great because they're fighting so hard to like give us that impression. And what's going on behind closed doors, I can't obviously speak to, but um, I just pray that it's like continuously two weeks here, two weeks there. That seems more sustainable than this like complete... Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, honestly, don't you think it would be so smart of them to shut down like two weeks after Thanksgiving and then like two weeks after Christmas so everybody can just just yeah, start over. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that would be, but Joanne, that would have to be the whole town going to quarantine for just the two weeks. I think I'd be willing to do it. And then it comes out. Absolutely. Work off the Germany. What they, what they just, did now is they have like a like a soft quarantine so schools are still open but restaurants are not they're only for delivery like like no gyms are open nothing like that that's extra curricular is open but the schools are i yeah, think yeah. that's the smartest thing honestly but it, it's yeah. true i know like, yeah, i think it's important that we just keep remembering that it's not permanent this will end right and yeah. you know a year of our lives you know is a year it's so, not going to be a year, though. I think they're saying, like Fauci just said today, what? It's going to be like not till 2022. Like they don't even know yet. I mean, I think it's ridiculous that everything else has been know. open to get the schools or half day. I mean, where are our priorities in America? You know, <laughs> they're active. They shouldn't be doing their activities and all that. They should just be focusing on school, if anything. I think but, they should be know, focusing on people's go with mental, flow and do mental well. health. Yeah. Mm. And having the kids in school, I, I would think, is better for them to be, than being in their bedroom all day long. I think it's better for everybody. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm no, I'm no It's just common sense. Yeah. But plus, if you think about it, also being in school is the way that we've monitored who's gotten sick. If nobody was in school, more people would be walking around with this and more people would be getting it because at least at school, it's like a check-in every day. Right. That's a good point, Ariane. Very good point. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, I just think priorities <laughs> in this country are so messed up. I think we're way behind a lot of other countries. <laughs> I mean, as term, you know, in terms of how we're handling this, in terms of like what's in our products, in terms of our FDA, like I think we're very behind in a lot of things. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Europe is usually one step ahead of the game. Yeah. All right. Well, I wanted to get that out of our systems, which is important before we got started because it's like right here in front of all of us and, you know, we're all being affected by it and, and it's frustrating. And I mean, there's just so many emotions that, you know, 
and, and that's probably what I want to talk in talk about today. And I know we've done some check-ins, but I really feel like this is another uh, opportunity for us to sort of see where we all are. Um, you know, how many months in are we? Seven, eight months into the pandemic. Um, and, you know, we all went from seeing each other on a regular basis in person to, you know, not seeing each other at all. Um, you know, we saw each other once about a month ago on my back porch and we've zoomed, zoomed a few times, but I mean, it's changed all of our lives dramatically. And I just kind of want to um, see how everybody's arriving. And if we could just take turns and go around the circle, we've got the whole Talking Joy podcast team together um, today, all seven of us, which is a miracle right? <laughs> with our busy schedules and kids being at home and, 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 and everything that's happening in the world. Um, and, you know, I can go first. I'll just check in and say that, uh, you know, I go through ebbs and flows of where I feel completely fine and things feel normal in my new normal. And then there's days where you feel a little down and we've got the election happening next week. And, you know, there's sort of this anticipation of what that's going to look like and, you know, how people are going to react either way it goes, you know, so, and then the threat of, um, and we talked a little bit about this earlier about, you know, schools closing, some schools staying open and um, going back into quarantine. And so there's, there's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of stuff all at once. Um, and, and so I feel like if I can remember to go back to the present moment and sort of just do today and just do right now, um, I manage personally much better. You know, I go back to all the practices that we've always talked about. Um, you know, never was there a time to lean on those more, I feel like, than now. Um, so I've really been steeped deeply in spiritual practices and doing everything to sort of keep my feet on the ground and, and my strength up, you know, and my positivity up and sort of not trying to resist what's happening, but sort of, you know, kind of float into it. So does anybody want to go next? You can just raise your hand and say a few words about how you're arriving today, right now. Jennifer's going to go, it looks like. Um, so, you know, it, it's still, kind of surreal to me, everything that's going on. Um, as, as you know, maybe some of the people know that I have moved out of my house. And so big transition phase and it's, um, it, that's keeping me really busy. Uh, but, you know, one of my children is at college. Uh, one is um, homeschooling. Um, and then the other one is uh, another college student's online and my oldest daughter just got a job, but she's working from home. So there's a lot going on. So, you know, I try not to dwell too much on it. I, I mean, the time goes by kind of quickly for me because there is so much going on. And like you mentioned, the, the, um, elections coming up next week, my kids and I, my girls and I have been watching the the debates and that's been a whole huge you know i don't i don't want to say disappointment but i am kind of disappointed um and i hope this country really does come together but that's i'm not going to talk politics um but it's i still am not completely back to normal like i i've i've only been out to dinner at a restaurant and not even in a restaurant, but outside, um, three times this since this whole pandemic has happened. I've gone to, you know, friends' houses and sat outside and had things like that. But I still don't feel the the necessity to be exposing myself to what's going on. Um, but and I feel like I've been, you know, since churches opened up and everything, I've tried to go to church when I can you know, we're every other pew and masked on and leave right after communion and um, just to keep my faith because I need something to call on to, to just, you know, continue to get me through every single day because it's every day is a new day and the uncertainty is, is constant. But um, as I think Ariane said that the, um, you know, it's, it's not going to last forever. So it's just yeah. trying to continue on. And here's my thinking is that everything was uncertain 
before the pandemic. We always thought we were in control and that we knew what was going to happen next. And now it's sort of in our face, that uncertainty of, of not knowing, um, you know, what, what and where might, you know, might happen. So um, how about you, Katie? Do you want to go next? Oh, sure. Um, yeah, I mean, it's crazy to think that, like you said, Pam, it's been eight months of this sort of like evolution of life being physically and just emotionally taxing in ways that um, we can't, I, it's really hard to even put into words. Um, so I really, I think each, trying to take each moment sort of like being present. I mean, I know there's like principles that are really helpful to draw upon. Like I'm all, I've always been, like you girls know, I'm sure like ever, all of you, just loving books that are um, just like allow me to sort of like self-reflect and grow and kind of seek some understanding of finding pleasure in like the small things in life. But um, yeah, I mean, I think just the girl, like my girls being in school right now, like I never appreciated it the way I do now. <laughs> so it's like, it's all relative. It's such a short period of time, but um, I don't know. Sometimes I wonder like, what would it be like if I was going through quarantine and I was like a writer and my kids were like, grown up and they were like living their own life. I mean, I think it would be kind of amazing in some ways, but because I really do love writing, but you can't write when you're by yourself, when you're not by yourself, when you're, when you're surrounded by people all the time. Yeah. So I'm just trying to like, okay, this is like, we're meant to be like in this moment, like you always said, so graceful, grace, you know, just so beautifully put, like, this is where we're meant to be. And I just keep reminding myself that it's, you know, hopefully it's, it's not forever, but <laughs> It's really hard. I'm not going to lie. It's really hard. Like it's super hard. The expectations have gone from here to kind of just, okay, you know what? My kids are happy when I'm calm, like everyone's calm. So just try to like, it's amazing how much power we have to sort of like set the tone for our family and just, you know, like things have been dialed down to a way that I don't think would have, I would have ever otherwise had an opportunity to really put such a value on. Um, so I'm just trying to focus on that, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, no, that's an important reminder. And you mentioned a couple of things that resonate with you that are helpful, and that's reading books or inspirational reading and writing yourself. And I would say find the time because there's this illusion that when the kids grow up that you're going to have all this time. And I'm here to tell you that, <laughs> that I have a full house. My house has never been so full. There's no such thing as like an empty nest around here. And um, it's busy just caring for the house and doing things. And, and I think you just have to make time for what's important to you. I'm not saying that you're not. I'm just suggesting that, um, that do it now. Thank you. And don't wait. Yeah. Yeah. So who would like to check in next? It's like school. I'm going to have to call on people. <laughs> All right, Joanne, you go next. Uh, um, I'm really just trying to focus breath by breath. I mean, some moments I am feeling wonderful. And honestly, those are the moments the kids are in school. And I'm trying to focus, get things done, um, you know, doing some meditation, doing some yoga. And um just like Katie reading some books and um, one book I'm reading right now. It's really good called think like a monk. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? I was, yeah. was going to show you that I'm reading that book right now. Oh my God. I was going to see if you wanted to borrow it after. So I know. It's like, how have I never read this before? It's so good, but it talks about like I can't believe fear it. and like recognizing your fear. Right. And right now we're all fearful of what's going on around us and you know, how should we react? How should we feel? Um, but one thing it says that I think is really important is that you need to realize that this fear is for a good reason. You know, there's, there's something that needs to come out of this whole situation. Um, we need to meet with this fear within us to figure out how to deal with the next step. Um, and I don't know, Katie, if you want to add to any of that. I mean, I just kind of started the book, but it's super interesting. And I feel like yeah, I mean, I could read one line real quick while you find something, yeah, but um, I love like the part, I'm, I'm very early on into it as well, but they talk, he talks about detachment, which I find really so, like just such so universally um, applicable. Um, he says, detachment is the ultimate practice in minimizing fear. So like, and Oprah talks about this too, but just sort of like the practice of 
like not like you want something you wish for it. You let it come from like an intention of like, as Oprah will say, like real truth, but then you kind of let it go. And I think with like, for instance, the kids being in school, I could use that as an example. Like, of course we all want them to be in school, but if we can kind of detach from like that want of like wanting something so badly, um, it's actually kind of a beautiful, it's, it helps us. It really helps me cope. Um, and he also talks about how like, it's really important to be honest with what your intentions are. Uh, I mean, there's so many great principles, but I love, I love the practice of detachment. And that's something that I'm always trying to like bring into my day, um, which has been really Yeah, helpful. I feel like the de detachment and distractment you know, I feel like I'm using all these other things around me to kind of distract from what's going on, going on in the world around us. And I feel like that's really helped me. Um, some may say, I don't know, maybe that's not smart to like not pay attention to what's going on, but in a way it's really helping me out. It's helping me get through this a lot easier than, you know, if I was turning on the news every second, or if I was, you know, listening to the whole debate and all that jazz. So um, really, I've been detaching and distracting, but yet still focusing on using that fear to kind of grow and deepen um, myself and my family. It's my attempt anyway. So one, one of the words that you used was fear. And I think that we can approach fear in two ways. You know, we can shrink and back and be blocked by it. Or what I thought I heard you saying is that we can use fear to push us forward for change um, you know, to, to, for goodness. And I, I kind of like that approach to fear a little bit better. I don't love the word detachment, um, personally, because I talked so much about coming into your body. And, you know, I, I said the question really with checking in with how you're, you're all doing is how are you arriving today? And I can't answer that question without checking in with my body too. You know, the kind of like that three centered knowing, um, sort of the mind, the intellectual mind, the heart, and then how, how that body sensation, how I'm feeling in my body. Um, I do think that distractions are important. I used to use that technique all the time when my kids were little, when they were freaking out about something, I would distract them with something more appealing. Um, so anyway, I just would, I would just push back on that word a little bit. I don't, and, and I'd have to read the book to, to get a fuller understanding. But I love that the two of you just like threw that book up at the same time. And, um, really so maybe the rest of us should read it. More, yeah, just sort of like clinging to things, like just underlined, like clinging to things that are temporary because they, monks, they say that everything is sort of borrowed. So like, mm. um, it's just sort of a practice of accepting that like everything is sort of temporary versus, but I know what you're saying. You don't want to be like too removed or like detached from, yeah, I think I can see what how that would sound a little yeah. bit. And again, I would have to, I would have to read the whole book and I'm sure it's fabulous. And, and maybe the invitation is for all of us to, to look into it and circle back and talk about it more. But um, so why don't we check in with Ariane and see how she's arriving today? I can't hear you yet. I think you have to unmute. Yeah, that would help. Um, so, and I always, whenever my son starts to talk during his class and he forgets to press the unmute, I always think, why does he always do that? And now I just did it. So I should be less, less judgmental on him, I guess. Maybe there's a lesson too. Um, so I think for me, um, I'm actually, the past few days have been, um, have been really good for me because I have, I struggled a lot during this whole, you know, eight months, nine months. Um, and um, I pushed away a lot of things. I think that typically help me get through things in, you know, in a more positive way, uh, like can, being can creative. We pause there for one second, because Ariane, that is so common. Um, and, and give yourself permission and softness around that, because we all push away the very things that make us feel better for some reason when we're in a crisis or in a place um, like you're describing. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Um, well, at the beginning of it, I, I definitely was leaning on my, you know, my creativity and my, um, you know, wanting to teach the kids, you know, kindness and all of this kind of stuff. And I was, I was holding on to that to do projects with them. Um, you know, I was kind of focusing on that, on being grateful, on giving back um, so much uh, that, 
you know, and it was great. And then all of a sudden, um, it just became a lot, like just everything, life became just a lot, you know, I felt like it was just everything is the same every day. And, um, and so I just, you know, I stopped being creative, I stopped, um, you know, coming up with ideas, I stopped doing, you know, asking the questions that the dinner table is really asked. Um, and just a few days ago, um, I kept, I, I go on a lot of walks, and I kept noticing, Noticing all of the beautiful leaves on the on the ground and the different colors, the different shapes, um, you know, and how the trees and the people are kind of, you know, the trees and the leaves are kind of like people, like like us. We're all different. We all come in different colors, different sizes, you know, from different types of trees. Um, but at the end of the day, we all rest in the same place. You know, we're, we're all resting on the ground there, and um, just the beauty of the different leaves. Just I don't know, made me start just kind of realizing and it hit like three different times I kept pushing it away and three different times I would like fall upon this most gorgeous leaf ever and I just decided that I was going to do a project with that and I started doing a project and I started listening to um the an audiobook that which I'd read years ago but um the present you know the secret the present yeah. and just you know just being in the present and I, I feel like I wasn't in the present moment for a long time recently I've just been and it sounds it sounds like it was it was there all along and you reawakened to it. And it sounds like the, the nature offered, which I, you know, obviously so many people are connecting in nature right now, um, is that nature gifted it back to you. Yeah. Kind of woke you back up. So I, I love that. And, and you know what, that's so honest and real about how, how we're all feeling, you know, it's, it's not just the virus that we're afraid of. It's the economy. It's, you know, the political environment. I mean, there, there's so many layers on it. The food chain, the, you know, the scarcity mentality, the, um, you know, the stocking up on things. It's, there, there's so many things to, to be fearful of um, if we allow ourselves to. But being, bringing ourselves back to paying attention to the, the beauty of a leaf in nature, like, you know, that brings you back to that presence and to that grounding. You know, when, when people talk about trees, I think of those roots, you know, steeped in the ground, um, you know, those mighty roots. And we have those too. Um, it's just that self-remembering. And it sounds like it, you brought yourself back to that self-remembering. And if you fall off again, now you know that you can bring yourself back yeah. and how you did it. You know, I always ask people, you know, how, have you walked this way before? And they'll say, well, kind of when I was younger, this happened. Like, how did you bring yourself back? And they'll say, well, it was something my dad said, or it was something in nature or. Yeah. So thank you, Ariane. How about you, Lindsay? How are you? How are you arriving today? Um, I'm arriving. Okay. I don't, I don't feel like I have a lot to say. <laughs> um, I, you know, we're back in our routine. Um, you know, the kids are in a little bit of school, which is nice. I have five different pickups and drop-offs throughout the day. So it's a lot. And I only have three kids. Um, I just have two different school drop-offs and three different pickup times. Um, but it's okay. Um, I think the last time we came together, I complained that, you know, I didn't have a routine and I'm like structured and, you know, and that's gotten back in place, even though I only have, when it comes down to it, two hours to myself. Um, so I don't know. I just, I, you know, I'm grateful for where I'm at, but I did come off of like a very, like a high from the summer, the summer, mm. you know, like Blair and I would always say like our summer worked our summer, you know, it opened up, the pool opened up. We had a couple beach vacations. It was lovely. I didn't think about the virus all that much and I didn't have, you know, anywhere to be any activities that were weighing me down. It was just kind of like free and fun. And Although I'm so glad to be back in school, it's kind of just like the anxiety of like, you know, all our schools are like, you know, quarantining left and right and, you know, Halloween's kind of ruined and um, I'm really nervous about the holidays. They already said don't travel and that sucks and I'm lucky to have family in town, but not my family, my husband's family, but it's a little depressing and I don't want to go back to that depressing place. Um, so just have to keep, you know, being grateful for what we do yeah. have. Um, but like everyone was saying, I haven't really carved out like this, you know, spiritual, you know, I kind of did that last spring and I'm kind of not in a place where I have time to do that right now. Um, but that's okay. I am a little bit in a rut and a little bored, but I'm, but it's okay. Um, and 
you know, I think we talked about this last time, but I did get a dog over COVID. And although I do my drop-offs in the morning, I have to come back and I like dedicate a good half hour to 45 minutes to an hour to her and walking her or doing play dates or whatever. She's my <laughs> fourth toddler. Um, it really has been awesome because once I'm out in the pouring rain with her, you know, like I have to walk you. It's just, it really is nice to like, yeah. you know, have that time. I, I did, that is something that I do love. Um, just going out with my dogs. And I know, Pam, you can relate to that. So, see my, my dog back here behind me. <laughs> she's always here. <laughs> that's kind of uh, where I'm at. You know, she's brought a lot of joy to our life. So that's really wonderful. But yeah, just kind of, you know. Well, you know, you've said a couple of things that resonated with me is the boredom. I have found myself, I don't know if any of you guys have, walking around sometimes thinking like, I'm really bored right now. Like, <laughs> I don't want to watch TV again tonight. And because I haven't been out a lot to dinners either. Um, and I've seen some friends and, and that sort of thing, social distance. But, um, but I think that, Lindsay, that, that walking your dog and spending that time with your dog, your fourth child, is a spiritual practice. You know, even though you're not labeling it as like, oh, I, I don't have a, a defined practice, you do because it gives you pleasure. It gets you outside. You're in nature. You maybe meet up with another friend with a dog and when we went from full quarantine to then, um, you know, having the summer, which a lot of, you know, most people would say was great. Now the, like the winter's looming on us. Um, I think that the structure that you were looking for is in that, even though it's crazy, you drop off a kid here, you pick up a kid two hours later here, you drop another one. That, I think that that's what's giving a rhythm to your day versus just sitting inside all day. Yeah. Like I would have back in the day complained about all that pickup drop off. Oh, I can't wait until they go to school all day long because it chopped your day in half. But yet see how we're, how we have new eyes for it because you're able to look at that. It's a rhythm for your day mm -hmm. versus, you know, I bet you enjoy picking them up and dropping them off versus having somebody else do it. Yeah. True. For the most part. Um, and Blair, last but not least, Oh, well, thank you. Um, it's so Welcome. nice to see all of your faces and to catch up. Um, it's interesting. I feel like I was in a very different place um, before I got that call from the school nurse um, than I am now. Um, I would have said that I felt like I was kind of taking agency in my life. You know, I'd felt like I didn't have enough time to myself. So I started waking up at 530 and going for runs in the morning. So I kind of had that time for myself. And then I could dedicate, like Lindsay said, the hour plus to the dog and kind of enjoying that time outside, regardless of the weather and, you know, being able to really be present and have all of that time for my, you know, my family and then for things that I needed to do. And, um, you know, also, you know, I was feeling very frustrated about things in the political sphere. So I did a training and I started making um, calls to voters to encourage them to mm -hmm. get to the polls and talk to them about their plan. And I felt like that was really empowering. And, um, you know, I was trying to fit that in in the, the short window of time I had in the morning while the kids were at school. And I did feel like, you know, we had figured out a way to kind of socialize in a social distanced manner outdoors, um, you know, for myself, for the kids. And I felt like things were really working. Um, and the funny thing is on Tuesday morning, I sat down with the kids and said, gosh, we really just dodged this bullet. You know, my son was supposed to play in a soccer game on Sunday. And it turns out that um, a member, a player from the other team was COVID positive, which would have put us all into quarantine. Um, but my son ended up not going to that game because he had a something else. He had a lacrosse tournament. So I said, guys, you know, we dodged this bullet. Let's be thankful for what we have. At least, um, you know, we still get to go to school. We still get to see our friends. We still get to have these outdoor activities. Um, let's, you know, have gratitude for this. You know, the power went out on Tuesday, albeit only briefly. And I said, gosh, let's be thankful. We still have internet. We still have power because we don't have a generator in our house. You know, things are, you know, let's just be happy for what we've got now. And then I got that call. Can you, and, can you tell us what that call was? Because we talked about it a little bit before oh, we yes. got on air, but I don't think the people listening know what call Of you course, got. our pre-call. So um, my, a member, a student in my daughter's class uh, tested positive for COVID. And um, 
And that triggered the entire class going into quarantine, which for me was surprising since I had participated in all these calls with the, um, you know, Department of Ed about the plans. Um, and the fact that the children are masked um, only half day for the, you know, the duration of the time they're in school and they're socially distanced. And then they only get one short mask break outdoors um, and they're socially distanced. Um, and the individual that tested positive is in a close contact of my daughter's. Um, she's not friends with this individual. She spends no time with them outside of school, but yet we all are now put into quarantine and just having to tell my daughter, we're done. You have to be hundred percent inside for 14 days. You cannot go to sports. You cannot see your friends. You cannot go outside. You cannot um, go. There's no Halloween. Everything's over. It just was so hard to kind of take all that away in one moment. And I just felt a complete loss of control again. And it's funny because had the loss of control come from something that we had chosen to do, you know, had we decided to go and um, go to a, you know, a party with other families and, you know, it started raining and we went inside or something, not this, to be clear, this yeah. is not something that I did, but I would have known that I had taken that risk. Um, but in this situation, I didn't understand that just going to school would trigger a quarantine for my child. And then also talking to other parents, realizing there's social pressure to keep my other child home for my husband and I to stay in quarantine until we all get negative tests. That's not actually the guideline, but a lot of, it's a small yeah. town, people yeah. talk. I don't want to put anyone at risk. Um, and so I really do feel like I, my, I've had a whole pivot you know, I am thankful now, you know, we all are healthy. We have no symptoms. I have no reason to believe that my daughter is going to develop COVID having only been masked in front of this other child. But it's just, it's hard when things external to you where you had no, um, you know, no role in it yeah. can change things so drastically. And I still am thankful, you know, there's a storm coming in, you know, we could lose power, we can lose internet, you know, the kids can no longer go to online school, that will be really tough. Um, I am thankful that the kids are at a stage that, you know, they can largely participate without incident, you know, in their online school. My daughter's upset that she can't type fast enough. You know, she's only seven. It's, it's hard for her. This whole thing is tough. And, you know, it does seem really unfair um, for, for them. And I'm just trying to help them stay grateful for what we have. Um, and I, I am continuing the practice. I'm still waking up early to, to go for my runs. I'm still making my calls to undecided voters. I'm still spending time with my dog, you know, even in the driving rain. Um, but it is still, you know, I, I want to still yeah. stay grateful, but it's just tough to have to disappoint a child that way. Um, and, and I'm, you know, I'm grappling with that right now. And I'm, you know, I'm brainstorming with other friends who are in the same situation. You know, we're doing a bean boozled game where they try different jelly beans and, you know, and they're all on Zoom together and they try to guess what the tastes are, you know, what was that and, you know, yeah. different kind of online bingo and, um, crafts and things they can do, but nothing's the same. And now that we've kind of tasted quasi freedom of outdoor mm -hmm. socially distanced activities, having to lock down again feels really tough. So yeah. I'm, I'm still kind of trying to come to terms with that. I'm leaning on what we've developed and I'm trying to stay positive for the kids, but it, it's frustrating. Oh, absolutely. How's that make all of you all feel? Cause you, your kids aren't in quarantine right now. Um, mine aren't as of this very moment. And, uh, but I feel it, it's bubbling, percolating all around us, you know, that every day we get a note from a different school about uh, things that are, that are happening. How are you guys all reacting to that? Because it, it is like your freedom is sucked away from you again. Go ahead, Ariane, what, what, what were you going to say? Um, I think at this, oh, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. I think at this point, um, I'm expecting it's going to happen. So um, I right now would be okay with it. Um, I, I've let it settle in basically in my body, in my mind. Um, and it, no, obviously it's not easy, uh, but we've slowly been taking away a lot of things already. We took the kids out of soccer. Um, you know, we don't, we don't really let them do, you know, outside sports right now. I'm sorry. I just wanted to ask Ariane, what are you, if you could just explain what you're um, expecting, like, are you expecting us to be 
quarantine for a certain amount of time or what are you sort of, how are you managing your expectations? Um, like, cause I, I think Blair really touched upon, like she's going, Blair, the way you articulated what you're experiencing right now was so powerfully said. Um, I think you have the frame of reference of getting a taste of freedom after having like all of us been, you know, taken away in a way that was, God, I mean, so I'm just like looking at you as well. I'm going to go like when, like, it's probably just a matter of time. I'm sure to some degree that we're going to all be going through something like this, but um, I mean, we all have more questions than answers as far as what that looks like. Um, I just can't even imagine though what that, what that feels like right now. And I'm just expecting, it's like, we're all just like holding our breath waiting for it to go, go through this. So I just, cause I remember that feeling too. And I'm sorry, Aaron. I just like, I just remember though, like, I don't want to hear what you have to say about this, but like that last day of nursery school for my girls without even it being articulated by the teachers, we just knew that it was probably going to be their last day of school. And for, for me, it just happens to be that it would be the last time that they were ever going to be in school, you know, nursery school together for the rest of their lives. Um, and I, just no one was saying anything, but it was just this sick pit in our stomach that mm -hmm. it was going to be the last time I would ever be at the school. <laughs> and it was, and it turned out to be, and it's, that's how I feel right now. Personally, I feel like we're just sort of like holding our breath for this wake of, you know, complete, um, you know, unfortunate, you know, change. So this unknown, yeah. It's an Ariane, unknown. Yeah. Ariane, what, what, what do you have to add to that? Um, I guess for me, having gone through it already first, I, I know a little more what to expect. So the uncertainty for me is what is the hardest, um, not knowing what to expect. And so knowing or thinking, knowing you know what, what happened last time and putting that in perspective, I just feel more in control. Um, and um, I mean, at the end of the day, grateful for the fact that, you know, if we need to get anything, we have the ability to do it, um, you know, the resources. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. No, and I think it is nice that we, we have, at least we've been there before. And I, I, you know, yesterday I sat down and lay, well, lay down on the floor with my daughter and we played and we did a puzzle and I thought, gosh, this is so nice that we're not rushing around with, um, you know, to get to hip hop class. Um, but it is, you know, I'm so I'm trying to take solace in the fact that we, you know, can go back to those, you know, those nice kind of simple activities that we had in the house, but we all know they eventually get a little tedious. And, um, and, you know, as adults, we can handle it. It's just hard to help your child come to terms with the fact that this is, this is just the way it is is now and this is the way that we need to live and hopefully it will get better but I also know that this is the first quarantine that our family is going through um, and and it's not based on fortunately any sickness that I think that we will develop but there's going to be another and another and another and so it's just hard to know you know when those waves are coming and if they will be accompanied by true sickness and if so will it be a, a quick one or will it be something that you know like you see on the news that kids are are getting symptoms that are lasting a, a long time and um you know or different inflammation syndromes etc so it, it is that kind of fear of the unknown um and the unknown of the timing and the unknown of the um you know the intensity of what we'll have to go through yeah anybody else want to add to that Ariane. So I think, I think I, I agree with everything that you just said. Um, the only thing, and, and believe me, I struggle with this at times. So I'm saying it like it's easy. Um, and I don't always do it, but I, I should. And that's just bringing yourself back to the actual present moment, because then you're not worrying about what could be. You're just right where you are. Um, and I think that that makes it e easier. And again, it's not that I do it every time. For sure, I don't. Uh, but I do believe when I do it, it it's more. It makes it tolerable, I think. You know, the, because what I'm hearing is that like our there's almost like there's two waves to this where we had the first shutdown, then there was a nice ease up, and we, during the summer we're like, oh, we made it through that, and like things felt normal, and you started to see toilet paper and paper towel back in the stores, and 
And so we kind of had this rhythm, but now it's looming out there again. It's almost like we're going into sort of this second wave of, and like Blair said, we've been there before and we know we can get through it, but it wasn't exactly what we wanted or it wasn't pleasant all the time. And, you know, especially with little kids, I mean, God bless you guys. Holy cow. You know, at least my kids are older and I'm worrying about different things. I'm worrying about like, could you please come out of your bedroom? You've been up there for like 24 hours. You know, you study in there, you watch TV in there, you know, I mean, you know, I don't have a TV in a room, but you know, now I used to not let have my kids have TVs and now everybody has an iPhone. So it's like, yeah, everybody has their own TV. How do you guys feel about that? Not the TV part, but about looming, you know, kind of heading into this second wave of, of the quarantine or the quarantining. I'm not looking forward to it, but I know it's, it's, it's coming. Um, I just don't, I in particular do not like winter as it is. The fact that I, I have a feeling that, um, you know, we're going to be stuck inside a lot more and, um, and, you know, it could be inevitable that someone yeah. gets sick. Uh, my son will be coming home from college that, uh, right before Thanksgiving. And, you know, I th that's a whole other, like, is he quarantining for two weeks when he gets home? I honestly, I, I'm going to do everything possible for him to do that. But he's already told me he and his friends are planning to get together and they're from all over the country. And I'm like, well, I don't want you in my house. Yeah. So it's just not looking forward to that part of it. And, and I know we all got through this, thank God. But as Blair said, it wasn't fun, yeah. fun getting through it, but we did it. Um, so it's just trying to keep a positive perspective on the whole thing that again, it's not going to last forever and we did it once before and we can do it again. It's like cheerleading to your own self. You know, we can get through this, we can do it. And, you know, there is a light at the end of the tunnel and, and, you know, every day is a new day and we don't know what's going to get thrown at us. Like I, I, my heart goes out to Blair and her kids. My, my college son um, is tested like every week and he has repeatedly told me, he goes, if I had to quarantine, I think I'd go out of my mind. Mm. So to have a younger child who needs the activity and needs to release their, you know, their energy and not be able to do that, that, that breaks my heart because, you know, and it's, it's the only way to do something is, is to prevent them from, from spreading anything, but it's just so hard yeah. to try and understand exactly, you know, I, I'm sure that those kids know what would happen if it was spread but it's just as a child they, they really truly can't comprehend like why is this being taken away from me and I didn't do anything wrong and I'm not sick so I just I feel for the younger kids I really do. I, I would say the thing that I'm missing the most you know since this started is human connection and and that's what's happening at Blair's house it's like that you know oh, I'm back here again you know, just me and my mom and my brother and, and it's that human connection. I mean, I, I've seen my father twice and once in his yard, social distanced and another time at a funeral and talk about awkward scene. And, and, and I saw my son in college and we dropped off a car and we met him like out on a hike, like far away from the school, you know, went on a hike and I couldn't hug him. And we all were masked. I mean, it's just so bizarre, that part of it, missing that, that human connectedness. I mean, I miss seeing you guys in, in person and hugging you and, you know, sitting around the table with Earl and recording our podcast. And would you guys say that that's what's missing the most or what is missing the most in your lives since all this started? Yes. Absolutely. I think it's so hard. And honestly, and I think that going into the holidays, it's going to be even harder. And I had to tell my mother, and this was even before I was really struggling with it before I heard about this little child in my daughter's class, triggering the quarantine that I, I couldn't invite my mother to come for Thanksgiving and Christmas. She lives in Charlotte. Um, and 
you know, her coming, she would need to quarantine when she was here. You know, we got together over the summer at the beach, but I had her quarantine for two weeks before we got together and she took a COVID test. And so I felt perfectly fine, you know, hugging and, and engaging normally with her. Um, and I obviously I miss her tremendously. And so do the kids, but um, it's just too risky. And that's, that's so sad um, yeah. to think that we can't be together on the holidays. Um, and I know that's going to, I, I worry for, for everyone what that's going to do to everyone's mental health when that reality really sets in. Yeah. Um, and that's, and this, you know, for the, the elderly, um, you know, relatives that are kept separate from, you know, beyond just time. But I agree, there's also the today. You know, I miss being able to, you know, just chat with people, you know, outdoors, socially distanced without worrying, gosh, yes, is someone judging me that, that I'm out here right now because my child is, is under quarantine? You know, I, I miss that too. Yeah. Anybody else what you're missing the most? I honestly, I um, for sure miss that connection. I, I, I take day by day as far as how I'm feeling with everything. But my biggest worry is honestly not seeing my family in Rhode Island. Um, you know, worrying that something may happen. My parents are a little older and, you know, I, I haven't seen them in like a year. Um, we were planning to go to Rhode Island for Thanksgiving, but ugh, obviously probably not. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I don't know how to navigate this part of life. Um, but then again, if I went and then, you know, my kids are in activities and we pass something on, like, how would I feel after that? You know? So I think that's the part that I'm struggling the most with here. Mm. Um, the day to day I'm kind of getting through, but not seeing family is being really is is difficult yeah yeah i definitely agree with that i think um you know especially you know our parents are older um and not being able to see them have our kids spend the time with them um you know it has been very difficult uh you know on a on a life Later note, I also, I think to be completely honest, it's also difficult because, you know, what's been going on. Uh, because like you said, when we taped a podcast a long time ago, it was, you know, it was the year of Ariane, the year of Pam, the year, of, you know, the year of whoever it is. This year, it is not the year of Ariane. It is not, you know, it's just, and coming to terms with that after I was such a high of, of you know, almost getting to know myself again, you know, in a different, in a, in a grown up way, you know, and, and doing things for myself that I did last year. Um, and then having to take that all away and basically just, you know, mm. wake up, make breakfast, clean up, you know, like just, it's just the mundane everyday things that. I think there's know. nothing, there's nothing to look forward to in, in some ways because right. Joanne would have been looking forward to going to Rhode Island for Thanksgiving. And now, you, now you're sort of like, ah, it's just, you're just rolling along. I, I, I feel like it's taken that sort of the excitement of and anticipation of things that were coming up and seeing people, um, that part for me is, has, that's where that lonely piece is or that boredom piece is. It's like, you know, you used to have a special party that you were looking forward to. Like, I know you guys are gearing up for the, something at the connection, but did that already happen? I'm not sure, but didn't. Um, and so this event at the connection would have been all dressed up and in person and, you know, whatever the theme would be. And that's probably not the case. And so I don't know, I just feel like, um, like what Ariane's saying, but I would, I would also say that the year of Pam is still, it's still rolling along because I've been doing a lot of personal care. You know, I've been working with a nutritionist. I've been doing these Ignatian spiritual practices with a spiritual guide for six weeks now. Um, where I meet with her once a week and I do these exercises every day. Like I'm trying to intentionally put things in place to better myself, even though I'm in the midst of this unknown time. Um, so it still can be the year of Ariane. It's not too late. <laughs> Get your crafts back out. Lindsay, were you going to say something? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, actually, maybe. Um, this is so selfish because I feel like it's easy for me to say in some respects, but I just, if everyone, it, it sucks, but if we all just kind of do our part and I know that's like, just so like, you know, holier than thou, but like, like the traveling thing, like, yeah, like my family was supposed to get together for either Thanksgiving or Christmas and we nixed it all 
it's just, we kind of just have to do that right now. And it's easy for me to say, because I have another family that's right here in town that I can celebrate with, but you know, I'm crying on the inside because of it, because I miss my family so much, but just state to state traveling is just probably out right now. And it just really kind of has to be, unfortunately. And so does, you know, indoor sports. And so does, you know, et cetera, et cetera, because we all just have to do our part. And that's just my plea. That's my plea for the day. (laughs) You know, I agree. And and if you look at that map on the news this morning, that red map, (laughs) I don't know if there's any states. I know there are a few states left. I'm I'm, I'm kidding, but it's just like a red out zone. So I, I, I think traveling in general is probably not a good idea. And that as, as human beings, we need to do our part, even though it's, it's uncomfortable and not what we want. We have to remind ourselves that, that this time in our lives, that we're living history and that this is temporary and that we will come out greater, better, stronger, um, with more freedom on the other side of it. And, uh, and that we have to lean in deep on all of the things that we've always talked about um, and whatever that is for you, if it's a walk with your dog or reading this new book that the monk wrote or, um, you know, just getting out and driving around in your car, you know, all of those things are all practices that, that bring us back to the present moment and to, that help us get through, you know, all that we need to face um, in these weeks to come. Anybody else want to add anything before we close? I like that. I feel like we, we need to kind of cheerlead for ourselves. I forget who said that, um, but, you know, trying to stay positive and, you know, take solace in the little things that we can still do, um, you know, lean on friends and text chains and, and maybe I'm going to start doing Zoom parties again uh, if I'm stuck here. Yeah, I and I love the creativity that you, all of you guys do with all that. You're talking about jelly bean Zoom parties. I'm like, what's that? But it sounds fun. Oh, I'll send you a note. And also, you know, different things where the kids can like feel things in boxes. And are those the goblin teeth or are those the, the I don't know, the ghost eyeballs? Um, you know, different things to try to keep the kids engaged um, yeah. and also for ourselves. And so, you know, I feel like people reaching out and saying, do you need anything? Or, you know, you've got this, I know you're going to be fine. I mean, that's really, it's really helpful. Um, and we shouldn't underestimate, you know, the power we have to help others and, and ourselves um, to say, you know, you can get through it. Yeah. And you've, you guys have all been doing that. Just naming some of these things that you've been doing, it's, it's happening, but, and maybe this is, this is a way that we remember that and it gives us some I'm Pam Rotelli-Robertson, and you have been listening to Talking Joy, talks that help you realize your value while creating authentic connections with others. For more information about our talk today or to get in touch, you can find us at TalkingJoy.org. And to keep the encouragement going, you can also follow Talking Joy on Instagram and Facebook. Simple, joyful, fun. Thanks for listening. This is Talking Joy.